0: Fellas, if you want to feel, look, and smell your best, well, then you got to get Manscaped. And you can do that with the Manscaped Lawn Mower 3.0, and you get 20% off if you use the code DNVR20 plus free shipping at manscaped.com. That lawnmower 3.0 will take care of you. It'll get you nice and trimmed up, no nicks, no worries about cutting any of those sensitive areas down there, no kind of issues whatsoever. You got an LED light to make sure that you get everything nice and even, but there's really no concern about NYX with the perfect package 3.0, which not only gets you that lawn mower, but also the toner, the deodorant, the spritzer, all things that keep you fresh, keep you smelling good down below. Also important, some of the most comfortable underwear you have ever worn in your life. I'm telling you, all this combined, more than worth it for the normal deal. Plus, you get 20% off and free shipping if you use the code DNVR20 at Manscape.com.
1: Go in the air, deep right center go. field.
0: Two-run, home run, Trevor Story. Way back, Myers, so oh, watch it go out. Chuck Nasty. Two-run, home run, David Dahl drives this high in the air, deep left field. Take a good look, you won't see it for long. Welcome in to the DNVR Rockies podcast presented by Strava Craft Coffee. Remember to use that promo code DNVR20 and you will get 20% off your entire purchase of the CBD infused deliciously rich and of course potentially life changing Strava Craft Coffee. I am your host Drew Creasman. I am the managing editor of DNVR Rockies, and on this episode, we continue to bring you snippets of our live coverage of the 2020 MLB. Draft. In this one, we have got a couple of Kyles and a Zach for you. We've got our friend Kyle Newman of the Denver Post who gets into a little bit more of the conversation around whether or not we're going to have baseball this year, the owners and players coming together, how the Rockies farm system has been shaping up, really some big picture stuff. From Newman there. Then we get into it with Zach Wilson, the head of Colorado Rockies player development. He talks a little bit about what the team has seen in Veen, what it takes to develop these young guys, what the Rockies' organizational philosophy has been over the years, particularly with guys in their first year in the system. I thought that part of what he had to say was extraordinarily interesting. And then we swing it over to our guy, Kyle Kercheval, friend of the podcast. You know him as the play-by-play announcer for the Grand Junction Rockies. Of course, we talked to him about the hopes that he will get to see Zach Veen out there on the field. Uh, That, of course, comes along with the hopes that Grand Junction and some of these minor league baseball teams will get to continue to exist. So it's a full conversation for you in this one, and this is still just a part of Many, many more conversations we've got to bring you, but let's jump back into it here first. You're going to hear our surprise at maybe the most shocking pick in a draft that was full of shocking picks. Nick York? I'm being told in my ear. I I mean, they have gone... Off the board. Uh, huh? Nick Nick York. Who did they just make this person up? Not Nick Bitsko. Not Nick Bitsko.
2: I think maybe someone wrote the wrong name down. Is that possible? I know know at one point, Boston did have two players named Luis Basabe. It was like Luis Alexander Basabe and Luis Alejandro Basabe, twin brothers. Did they write the
0: wrong name down? Is I it's Nick
3: York? That's what everything is
1: saying.
0: I am. We have done research for this thing for a month and a half. We have read player profiles and watched video on 150 players. We have, uh, according to AJ Hayfley, he's ranked. A, a, if he's around, we can bring him back on. If I don't know if Kyle, if Kyle, we can just do audio. I, I, a 139th ranked player on MLB's top 200. Um, yeah, he was 97th or
2: 96th uh, for Baseball America. So he just missed off on our board. We did a we did a top 96 at Archbishop Midi High School in, in San Jose. You know, one of one of the best high school bats on the West Coast. Only six foot tall. Uh, had committed to Arizona, and you well, know, we, the Boston Red Sox must know what they're doing,
0: right? right well we will talk about that more in a minute we do have our guy Kyle Newman on Uh, we don't have any video it looks like but Kyle can you hear us and can you let us know that you're there
1: I can hear you can you hear me
0: we've got you fantastic sorry about no video
2: I guess I got a face for radio though so it works look Drew you look better than we remember you so I will say that (laughs) coronavirus doing
0: you well thank Uh, you Patrick uh, (laughs) (laughs) um Uh, But uh, no, we know better because we just put up a picture of you here. And uh, Kyle, much like Cade, a very good looking gentleman, as you know, covering the Rockies for the Denver Post. Um, Kyle, what do you make of what's been going on so far in this draft? Uh, You know, I know we all do our research. We all do what we can to try to learn about what's going on. But it still feels like none of us have been close on this thing.
1: Well, you know, I'm not, I know you guys are really into the prospects and like you were saying, Drew, you have really broken down the draft board. And I tell you what, on my end, I feel like I'm pretty ingrained with the minor leagues and the process, but draft day comes and it's kind of a crapshoot as we're seeing. Um, I was a little surprised that the Rockies went the high school outfielder with their pick. Uh, I was maybe anticipating, you know, a, a college pitcher, especially with how deep the college pitching ranks were this year, but. You know, when they come around ninth pick and the top high school player is still on the board, uh, I guess you got to take the best player available, as Bill Schmidt likes to say. Likes to say.
0: <laughs> exactly right. So, um, Kyle, we know that, um, you know, as you said, you, you've been going through, you, you look at the prospects, you look at the big league team. How much do you see, you know, the way the draft, how long do you, you know, do you feel like it starts to take for these guys to really make their way? You know, we, we saw earlier, Ryan McMahon was watching the draft. He knew right away. He was excited about it. Are the major league players getting excited about this and and, and this whole system? Yeah,
1: I mean, I think so. And, and you look at the recent draft history of the Rockies, you know, obviously there's been some question marks like Riley Pint, going first overall, or first round, fourth overall in 2016. Uh, Brennan Rogers is really the most notable recent first overall pick. Uh, Kyle Freeland, John Gray, David Dahl. So they've had success up here in the first round. They've also had some busts, as any team does. But I think if you're the Rockies, uh, you got to hit on these top couple picks more than a Red Sox or a Yankees franchise would. I mean, Colorado is so draft and bill dependent that you really can't mess up these top picks and especially guys with the draft only being five rounds this year. I mean, it's it's even more imperative that the Rockies hit on all these top picks.
2: Yeah, they absolutely do. And 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 like you said, not everyone in the baseball world, including ourselves, we haven't always kept track of the, of the, the MLB draft because usually the Rockies have a game and we're watching the game and that's it. And maybe somebody turns around and says, Hey, the Arizona Diamondbacks just grabbed Bryce Jarvis, a right handed pitcher. And then someone else will say, Why do you care about the Diamondbacks?
0: <laughs> I I thought he was gonna be available for the Rockies at thirty five. I am teams are teams are clearly doing some some things differently. And and Kyle, I, I just sort of wanted to bring you in on that entire conversation. I know you've got, had a great perspective on this. This is a weird time for baseball and so just, just give us your thoughts, man, on, on everything going on right now, because this is bizarre is the word i'm going with
1: well guys unfortunately i don't think i'm going to see you at course field this year i just don't think uh, right now i have a bad feeling that there's not going to be a major league season it seems like the players association the owners are just too far apart so i'm a little pessimistic right now you know it's approaching june 11th tomorrow we still don't have anything in place on the minor league side as you guys know you guys cover the minor leagues like wide on rice i mean It's going to be a change scene, Uh, not just this year when the season's likely to be completely canceled, but starting next season as well, when contraction is likely, 42 teams looking at getting cut, including two in Colorado, two in the Rockies minor league system. So it's going to be a different minor league landscape starting next season, and the draft is tied into that. Just five rounds this year, and you could say it's coronavirus related, but I think MLB wants to kind of force their hand at this and start to... Uh, make these changes in the minor leagues where there's less entry points into baseball and less jobs in minor league baseball.
2: Kyle, what do you think happens if Major League Baseball doesn't come back this year and if 2021 is possibly the earliest that we see it? Is, how, how much does that cripple the sport?
1: It's going to be a black mark for sure. I mean, you look back to the 94 strike, the World Series getting canceled, and I was a little too young to remember that, but I certainly can't imagine... A World Series being canceled when you when you could have played it. And I know coronavirus has really affected everything, and it's the worst timing for baseball with the CBA expiring uh, up here on the horizon. But they got to figure out a way to get on the field, even if it's for like a World Baseball Classic style tournament, a shortened season that will obviously have an asterisk. You can't have the NBA and NHL returning to play, figuring things out, but baseball's stuck in this kind of labor strife which is obviously what's going on the players want guaranteed prorated salaries the owners want super minimized schedule to you know alleviate those financial losses without fans of the games there's a there's a big abyss between the players and the owners right now and i'm getting more leery by the day that they're going to figure it out
0: well on that note and i can't say i totally disagree with you but unfortunately we do have to let you go on that sour note kyle we do hope to see you down at Coors Field before too long. Thanks for joining us, man.
1: Guys, thanks, man. Be safe.
0: And we have got to leave that conversation totally behind and get into the celebration of the process of developing baseball players. We are very excited for our next special guest who has that exact job. We have got Zach Wilson, the head of player development for the Colorado Rockies, the man who is literally experiencing a baseball Christmas right now, as Jeff Breidich and Bill Schmidt and team and, and the entire team involved are, are getting presents together for you and your team to eventually get to work on. Zach, thanks for joining us.
4: Thanks for having me, guys. It's always uh, good to be with you and good to see your faces.
0: Yeah, it's, it's been a little while, right? It's too bad we've got to do it this way and, and we can't see each other in person. But uh, I, I did want to ask you about that. Does this feel a little bit like a, a big holiday for you on a day like this when you, you just start to get dreaming on these extraordinary <laughs> young talents?
4: Well, it's, uh, it's certainly about the most exciting thing to happen uh, in, a, in a couple of months here. Uh, that's for sure. Um, but you know what, we, we, um, we sort of just went through the process normally. And, you know, I give Bill Schmidt and his, and his staff a lot of credit. Um, when you have a season that, um, you know, is, is shortened, if not canceled, canceled altogether, both collegiately and high school wise, you, you really have to, um, go on your past experiences and you gotta have, um, you know, that, that's where it prepares. It pays off to, to have good notes and to have a lot of um, a lot of repetition, seeing a player over the summer and in the fall and doing a lot of interviews and phone calls during that same time. Um, you can't do all your work in the spring. And we have staff that uh, is focused on working year round and that has paid off this year more than ever. And to this point, they've been a great job and it looks like uh, have gotten us a really exciting uh, player in the first round.
2: How much do you think the the impact of, of not being able to, you know, get inside the homes and, and talking with players, you know, individually one on one and speaking with their families? How much did these Zoom conferences kind of factor in with, you know, how much you learned about a, a player's baseball IQ and and maybe, you know, change your mind about where they should be on your draft board? Do you, do you think that was more of a of a factor than you know you would have thought going into this? You know, I
4: it was certainly different. Um, you know, you're always trying to create relationships um, with players and try to start to understand what they're about. And more importantly, um, what they're going to become as they go through uh, the rigors and the experiences of minor league baseball. Um, and so it, it was a different way of getting to know guys than, than I know our scouts have ever had to pursue before. Um, but I think, you know, there can be some positives that come from doing it a different way. And you may get something uh, that you wouldn't get out of a kid uh, on a Zoom call that you might not get out of him face to face for whatever reason. Maybe he's a little less nervous on a on a Zoom call. Maybe, um, you know, he's not surrounded by other people. You know, maybe the fact that he doesn't uh, you know, he's not doing it from a locker room. He's doing it, um, you know, in, in the. In an environment where he feels a little more comfortable, you know, maybe those things uh, allow a, more, a little more freedom in a conversation. So it was certainly a different, you know, uh, but I know our scouts, regardless of, of the uh, setup, they do a great job of digging in and really figuring out who a kid is and what makes him tick and uh, what motivates them. Um, and so I give them a lot of credit for that.
2: You, yeah, you you know, talk about, oh, go ahead good. Patrick. Uh, I was gonna say you talk about the relationships that you build with guys you know not just yeah. this spring like you, you got to know who they are before that and I think for the most part a good majority of, of the the research that you do on, on a guy is is done before the year you draft him. What was that relationship you guys had with Zach Veen, you know um, going into this spring before the season was cut short?
4: Yeah. And I, and I missed the last part of your question there. I think I, I got a majority of it, but
2: you know, with a high school
4: kid, like, like Zach, I mean, he was, you know, obviously going through all the summer showcases and, um, we were able to get really good looks on him. And I know our scout down in Florida, uh, John Cedarberg, was able to create a relationship, you know, over time. And the fact that he's from Florida, you know, he's playing a little bit earlier and you know, you're able to get some extra looks early. Um, So those things paid off. But whether it was Zach Veen or somebody else, you know, I know our guys were prepared to take take the best player in the draft. And it looks like that's uh, what Bill Schmidt did once again.
0: We'll get you out of here on this one, Zach. And again, we really appreciate you taking the time, especially on a night, which I'm sure is uh, real busy for everyone. But we hear this word whether, you know, pitchers got tools. We we love talking about tools. Boy, and boy, did y'all get yourself a toolsy. (laughs) baseball player uh now it's right the job of of you and your team and and the staff of coaches to turn those tools into a re- reality not just for this kid veen but for the next couple of guys taken and i just wondered if you could talk to us just a little bit about that process and, and about what you guys have done over the years to turn out the the john grays and kyle freeland's and ryan mcmahon's and david dolls and the, the draft yeah. and the development we're seeing it at the major league level right now
4: yeah. I mean, a, a couple of years back, obviously we were able to graduate a lot of players from, from our system and, uh, and those players have made a, a tremendous impact on our recent success here, particularly in 17 and 18. Uh, so many of those guys contributed to those run to those playoff runs. And so, you know, our job is to, uh, create as many impactful major leaguers, uh, as we possibly can. And listen, not every guy's going to make it. That's just the reality of it. Um, uh, But when we get a new player in our organization, um, you know, the first thing we do is just let him go out and play and show us who he is in in a professional environment and a different competitive level. Uh, You know, we're not out to change guys right away. We're not out to, um, you know, force them doing something that they're uncomfortable with. Uh, We wanna watch guys play. And, you know, that first year or two really is, is less about statistics. It's less about putting up numbers it's more about starting to uh, get comfortable with what being a professional baseball player is all about, uh, and some of that is uh, a comfortable starting to be comfortable with the competition you're going to face. Um, because for many of them, especially high school players, uh, it's the best competition they've ever faced in their life, night after night after night after night. Right. They go to showcases. Yeah, they face some good they face some good competition, but that's in a short time period. Uh, to do that on a consistent basis. Um, and get through that both from a physical level and probably more importantly um, the younger they are and and the lower down they are in our organization mentally and understanding the mental grind that it takes to get through uh, 140 games of your your first full season Um, to understand what your legs are going to start feeling like and what you have to eat and how much you have to sleep and how you have to take care of your body in a different way than you've ever had to do. So allowing all those things to sort of uh, happen while meshing together our teaching and development with those things um, is going to allow that player to, to grow on their own pace. And that's probably, and I'll end with, with this, uh, that's probably the most important, uh, one of the most important parts of what we do, letting a player's natural timeline fill out. And it's easy to say you got to push him harder. It's easy to say you got to slow him down. Uh, There's a lot of factors into pushing the guy harder or to pulling a guy back. But a lot of it is just natural patience that both the player, uh, the staff and certainly myself all have to have collectively to let that player become the, the best they can be over time.
0: Yeah. That's a lot to think about. It's a long process. It's a difficult one. Zach, we appreciate you taking the time. I know it's a busy night. Uh, We're all excited to have a a night where we're just celebrating baseball and we hope to see you out there on a diamond watching ballplayers in person again very, very soon.
4: Likewise. Hope to see you guys soon too. Uh, Enjoy the evening and uh, hopefully we can get baseball back for everybody
0: real soon. That's right. Thank you, Zach. We appreciate it. Take care, guys. I mean... How great is that? Night of the draft. Fantastic. The yeah. guy who's in charge of developing these guys, like It's his responsibility now. And, and for him to be that forward with us about the process, about the things that are important that people don't always think about. Um, and to even talk about you know, that that thing he said about not changing guys. And, and, and he wasn't going to say this part of it. And that's fun, But that hasn't necessarily always been in past regimes. And he's not going to throw shade at other people because he's a class act. But... That's not always been the case. And, and so for him to talk about that, I was, uh, I'm very grateful for the time. And I think that should give people a lot of indication about the, the quality of hands that these young ball players are now in.
2: Yeah, yeah. They, they are drafted at a certain stage, but then so much of it is on them to go forward from that. And, and even if you take the best team, you look all the way down to the worst. There's not as much difference as you would think, as far as you know what those teams are doing to get their players ready. The cream always rises to the top, and you know from everything we're hearing, Zach Veens going to get that opportunity to be extra
0: creamy. He's creamy. Of course, I was going to say. I was going to say you have to finish that analogy, <laughs> dude. You can't walk down that road. <laughs> and not giving me extra creamy at the end. Our boy, Garrett Mitchell (laughs) out of UCLA, finally taken 20th overall by the Brewers. Somebody asked earlier in the chat if he was falling because of the type 1 diabetes. I certainly hope not. Um, Other teams may be, you know, if that's the reason, they might end up kicking themselves for not taking this kid. An 80-grade runner with plus defense and great contact. I mean, the, the, the guy has got ball player written all over him. I'll be shocked if Garrett Mitchell doesn't play in the big leagues and, and before even too long, this is a great pick for the brewers, which is unfortunate uh, (laughs) because the brewers are, have have become a bit of a natural rival for the Rockies. That that's huge for them in particular, because
2: they have one of the worst farm systems. Of course, they've, they've kind of, you know, run it dry with, with what they've been doing the last couple off seasons, you know, you know, making uh, some trades to, to improve the major league squad and and rightfully so, because they've been in the hunt so frequently. So this is a guy that immediately, you know, moves to the, to the front of the class there. You might even say he could be better than Bryce Terang right now. Uh, A shortstop, you know, uh, selected out of high school that I actually had, had some interest in, in hoping the Rockies were going to grab him back in 2018. Uh, Unfortunately, he was taking uh, uh, about two picks before the Rockies. So, you know he's going to make an immediate impact, and and he's a guy that you just can't let pass up. You know, again, okay, we understand the questions uh, about his health, but if if you you're going to draft a guy based on his upside, look no further than than Garrett Mitchell there.
0: I mean, it's just a great pick. I, I see this comment from AJ Hafley saying Brewers going to replace Lorenzo Cain with the next Lorenzo Cain. There it is, and it's like. It, uh, yeah, that's an, an that's an irritatingly good pick. As you can see, we've got our draft board. Updated so far. We missed a couple in there. Pete Crow Armstrong, an outfielder who we thought would go kind of around this level. So one of the less surprising ones. I want to talk about him a little bit in a minute as well. PCA. Not just because, not just because PCA is a great name. That's but great. Dude, what happened at 18? Bryce Jarvis. Oof. Again, we, we, we skimmed over it while we had some guests in there. But wow, there, there are some reaches here.
2: And you know he was he was a guy that AJ I think really had kind of fallen for a little bit. One of the older pitchers in this draft class. Go back and listen to our podcast yesterday where we kind of broke down Bryce Jarvis and and the unique route he took um, during during last summer. Instead of going the the summer ball route, he decided to stay home and work out with his dad Kevin Jarvis, a 12 year major league vet. So it, it seems to have paid off quite a bit. The the Duke righty, you know, going going that high and and. Are, unfortunately is going to be unavailable but that's now that's only one arm so far that's only one of the 10 college arms that are that still could be available to Colorado so we'll see what happens there's still nine guys left and we got about 15 picks left to go so odds are in the favor that they're going to get at least one more you know high-end starting pitcher there today in day one of the 2020 MLB draft.
0: Unbelievable, and for anyone who may have been borderline on the Zach Veen pick, and the only reason to be borderline on it is because you want the most pitching possible for the Rockies. But the way this thing is unfolding, at thirty-five, you're going to have a just a, a, an extraordinary choice in front of you. Do we have? Can we get the um, the graphic for the Rockies' top prospects up going? Because that, that was one thing I wanted to take a look at. Um, because I think this whole thing is going to shape up very interestingly after tonight, as we're talking about here, the players that they have available to them. Zach Veen, and I've, I've got my own list, so we'll get the graphic pulled up. I'll, I'll have what I've got in front of me. But the the top prospects in the Rocky system, if we're still counting Brendan Rogers, it depends on, you know, then he's still going to be up there, I think, at number one. Ryan Rolison, according to Baseball America, is your number two prospect right now. I love what he's done as a pitcher in the Rockies system so far. Zach Veen might immediately be number two over Ryan Rolison, especially if you're doing potential and ceiling over closeness to the big leagues. Um, yeah. so
2: the interesting thing, uh, again, we see the Rockies, the 27th uh best system according to MLB pipeline. I, I tend to think it's somewhere around there and eventually uh, over the next two days as we look at what the rest of the NOS West is doing, uh, you're going to see that you know it, it's relatively fair because the Rockies have only one top 100 prospect in Brendan Rogers. He may have made his Major League debut last year much like Sam Hilliard but uh, again if a player has, still has rookie eligibility, he's still considered to be a prospect so only one in the top 100 so you know uh, that that Zach Veen is going to go ahead and, and slot in there, and St. Louis Cardinals always have an interesting pick, mainly because they're going to develop that guy to the best of their abilities. And this is a guy that Scott Bush, CEO of Saber, he he earmarked him. You know, the big third baseman at uh, of Decatur high school. You know, six foot five, big body. You know, may eventually have to move over at first base, but if you if you trust a cardinal system in the cardinal's way, that yeah. quote marks
0: yeah
2: he, they're going to figure out a way to keep him over there, you know, at the hot corner, and you know maybe with another organization you go, all right, cool, but in the Cardinals organization, you know he jumps up past some other high school bats and you have to say, yeah okay that's that's a quality pick at twenty one for St Louis.
0: Yeah, if almost anybody else in baseball makes that pick, you go. Ah, so here's another little bit of a reach, but the Cardinals do it, and go great. This guy's going to be a multiple time All Star. <laughs> you know, he's going to do his thing. Oh, look, our resident Cardinal fan, Brendan Vote of DNVR Nuggets, big fan of the big third baseman. It is. It's a good pick, and as you said, uh, you know Scott Bush came on here to to talk about that, uh, and 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 I, I I just assume he'll work out. For the Cardinals taking a look again here at the Rockies top prospects we got 30 of them there and the the lowest you're going to put Zach Veen right now is third on that list and and remember that Ryan Rolison, um was a late first round pick last now he's done good things He he's performed at every level yeah at Grand Junction at low a at high a uh, he in fact he was looking real good in spring training this year I'm very high on Ryan Rawlison. and I expect him to be there um in terms of overall talent Zach veen immediately slots into second on my list Patrick I, where we I you... think
2: he could go number one uh, wow uh, yeah and and mainly you know I think a lot of that has to do with just the buzz surrounding him is that you know the prospect prognosticators when when they go in and do their thing they're you know, yeah, he's much further away, obviously, than Brendan Rogers, who's who's in the majors. Same with Ryan Rawlison who should have started this year at Double Hartford. But you can project Zach Veen again if he's going to be Cody Bellinger. I mean, shoot, he needs to be at least in the top 100. Yeah, that's, that's
0: the only way to put it. Yeah,
2: Rolison's on on that bubble. I, I think you know he would he would just make the top 100 in, in my uh, prospect rankings around MLB. Um, but I, I think you could have Zach Veen. Maybe even even inching out Brendan Rodgers as you know somewhere in the twentieth best prospect in, in the game, but in but the game of baseball,
0: people That's right. people
2: are, are, are lathering uh, over over the idea of Zach Veen hitting at Coors Field. And it's uh, it's exciting day. It's it's well, exciting.
0: Before that, he may have an opportunity again. We've talked. This is up in the air. We don't want to get too much into it. To hit out at Coors Light Field first. In Grand Junction, Colorado. And if he does, our man on the scene there, play-by-play man, f- friend of the podcast, Kyle Kirchival, is going to have an opportunity to get his eyes on this guy first. I would assume, Kyle, that you are ready for the opportunity to watch this kid take some BP.
3: Oh, absolutely. No, I think you guys summed it up perfectly. He was the sexy pick for the Rockies. And, man, to see this kid, it's a plesio-fielder would be amazing. I mean, if you're in minor league baseball and you see that you see high school prospect on your roster, I mean, you get excited just being a baseball fan. So uh, yeah, if we can get some Zach Green action at Grand Junction, I think uh, we'd all be happy about that.
0: Yeah, I, w- I was saying to Zach Wilson a little while ago, it's it's kind of like Christmas Day for him because they're you know acquiring all these things he gets to develop, but he's got to still do a lot of hard work. It's more like Christmas Day for you. <laughs> they're acquiring all these guys, and you just get to watch him play and analyze them and do the thing. I would imagine you've got to be just and, and not just for Zach Veen, but seeing how this is unfolding at thirty five, you're you're going to have another really interesting guy to look for.
3: You know, the, the biggest takeaway I have from this draft is that nothing makes sense anymore, and that uh, I obviously don't know anything about baseball. <laughs> because, uh, it's just, I don't know, I mean, people's mock drafts were ruined, like, pick three, so, uh, or over right. the so was, Two, two, yeah, yeah. Exactly, so the Orioles, they, they already screwed it up, but... Yeah, no. That for me to get to sit in the air conditioning and watch the guys do the hard work, you know, that's what I'm in it for. You know, but with the way with the way this draft is going, I might get my phone ready because someone might be calling me up here at the uh, the end of this round because who knows who anyone's going to take at this point. So I might be on the board. I might be on the board. I don't know. And alma mater, you know, ASU, uh, you know, sins oh, So maybe that means uh, you know. Look at that. I was ready for that. I
0: I wasn't going to do it, and then Scott Bush came on. I was like, okay, yep. Well, yeah, if he's (laughs) he 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 opened that door, he threw the gauntlet down
2: on that. Uh, What are your? Oh, we got another pick here coming in. Looks like that'll be the twenty-second pick Mm -hmm. overall. Cade Cavalli at the University of Oklahoma, going to the Washington Nationals, adding another relatively big body to their. Uh, starting rotation down there in the, the lower levels of the, the minor leagues, don't really come into contact with a lot of nationals and, and, and Rockies in the lower levels of the minor leagues. They don't have a team in the, in the Pioneer League. But uh, Arizona State, there's going to be a couple guys. I don't know if we'll see them in day one or not. Gage Workman, Aleki Williams, uh, what are your takeaways on, on those guys, pros, cons? Who, who's going to go higher between the two of those left side uh, of the infield players?
3: Man, I, I really like both of those guys. I think Workman's got the edge just by a little bit. I'm a big fan of him. Um, but I, I think the big story, obviously, with ASU is, is Torkelson. And, and I think it's great to see him go number one, especially when I, mean, I think everyone sort of saw that coming. But given what he did at ASU, and the opportunities he had uh, with the Sun Devils to potentially break a home run record, you know, in an organization that has so much history with, you know, Bonds and Reggie Jackson, and The list is massive. Uh, to see him get to be able to break a record was what a lot of people were looking forward to uh, this year. So, I, you know, I think there's sort of a missed opportunity there for ASU fans, but it's a little bit redeeming to see him go number one. And then, like you said, Patrick, to have all those guys waiting in the wings that are, you know, serious prospects. Um, it's a lot of fun. I mean, if you're a baseball fan, is there a better school to go to than ASU? I mean, it's down in the Southwest. Pac-12 has been killing it in the draft. You know, and obviously, Cape Cod League has been represented well. So I'm just a happy guy right now. But uh, to answer your question, I, I think one kind of the way to go there.
2: Yeah, and and you know with with ASU producing you know all that top talent, it's, it is a shame, of course, that you know Torkelson wasn't able to challenge or get an opportunity for, to break Bob Horner's record, but does at least tie his record for going one one. Um, of course, you know when the time comes for Workman to to move on and get drafted, there's another pretty decent third baseman coming your way in, in ASU. That would be Jack Moss, a high schooler out of Cherry Creek. Uh, he's got a lot of power, projects really well, and. You Blue know, Cherry it,
0: Creek, and, but please continue. Yeah. I apologize. Look, I cheer for all the other Colorado people. Give me that one, okay? Blue Cherry Creek. Okay. No, and, and,
2: and that's fine because, you know, I, I had to get Jack Moss's name out there if, if any of his friends and family are, are listening because, you know, and unfortunately there aren't going to be, you know, any players drafted out of the, the state of Colorado, right? You're not yeah. going to have anyone from, from Colorado Mesa, which is a, is a school. Go The Rockies.
0: <laughs> there it is you don't have a, have a baseball team don't, don't even God. have a
2: baseball <laughs> I know Kyle we gotta fix that 1980 is the last time that they had it. but but yeah Moss is, is, is set to replace Torkelson and, and Workman there And no one from, from Colorado Mesa there's only two division one schools in the state Northern Colorado and Air Force Academy you're not going to see any selections in the 30th round or higher from high schools like Fairview and Boulder Rocky Mountain High School in Fort Collins, Regis Jesuit in Aurora, Grand Junction, Eden, and any number around the great state of Colorado, unfortunately, because the draft is so short. So shout out to Jack Moss. And it's a good addition for, for ASU and, and a long lineage of, of great, great players, as you said.
3: Absolutely, yeah. And, and to touch on that a little bit more just as far as the, the draft, and the whole system has just been completely, I mean, seven wrenches have been thrown in, and it's just falling apart, and It's, I just been as this draft has been going on and listening to the analysis and listening to what Zach Wilson was saying just a second ago, um, I think what people are going to have to kind of consider here in the foreseeable future is how these prospects make their way through a system that right now has zero stability. I mean, obviously, Grand Junction is, uh, you know, we're obviously known for being on that chopping block, and who knows what the whole minor league system is going to look like in the foreseeable future. So these guys. Um, that are going to have to navigate a system in an uncertain time you know that came out of a draft five rounds i mean what about all these other free agents that are going to be signing you know for their, their twenty thousand dollars and moving up i mean it's just crazy right now given that it's so unprecedented and none of these kids you know being 18 the dude was like 19 days removed from being born <laughs> in 2002 like it's it's incredible yeah <laughs> it's terrifying in and of itself wow. but like to think that a kid like that's going to have to navigate what is just the most uncertain times baseball has seen, you know, in recent history is just crazy. So, you know, my thoughts go out to them because obviously great opportunity and but, you know, good luck trying to figure this out because none of us know how to figure it out.
0: (laughs) Very, very true. Well, we'll have to, uh, you know, catch back up with you throughout the year and throughout these developments as we see Cleveland here taking right-handed pitcher Cole Wilcox, uh, we want to thank you, Kyle, for coming on the show and uh, saying hello to us. Like I said, we want, we want to bring you back in. Um, we've had you on the podcast. We will do so again and talk more as these things go on. And um, if I may say, as a resident of, of that area, I hope to be out there covering Grand Junction Rockies baseball in the future and meeting you. I'll, I will say that for myself. I would absolutely love to do that.
3: Yeah, let's uh, let's put that on the calendar and hope we can make that happen. But honored to be here. Thanks for having me, guys. This is great. I saw the guest list with McMahon and Thomas Harding. I'm like, what the heck am I doing on here? Like, <laughs> anyone better? But no, pleasure to be here, guys. Enjoy the draft. For we're, me.
0: we're coming to you for first analysis of these guys when they take <laughs> the field out there in GJ. So, so be ready. Thanks. Sources than me. I mean, come on. <laughs> absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, Kyle. We really appreciate it. We appreciate you taking the time. Hey, it's a good time to remind everybody that sports betting is, of course, now legal in the state of Colorado. And the DraftKings Sportsbook app has you good to go. You got to use the promo code DNVR, and that way you can get a sign-up bonus of up to a thousand smackaroons. There's a big money. That's what they call it. It's a technical term. It's big Big money. There are a lot of people who made out well during the draft. And if you think you know what's coming with the NHL, the NBA, get ready for it. All kinds of stuff coming up. NASCAR, UFC that you can bet on and you can do it all safely knowing that DraftKings Sportsbook isn't one of those offshore places. Everything is guaranteed. Located right here in the United States of America. Done 100% above board. You can bet from anywhere anywhere everywhere all the time from the comfort of your couch uh they've got all kinds of fun special odds and boosts and promotions they offered a great deal on the last ufc fight Uh, you can find all kinds of steals if you listen to our guys on the dnvr bets show which i highly recommend basically listening to that show will make you money and so and so will. But in order for that listening to that show to make you money, you got to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DNVR. You will get a sign-up bonus of up to a thousand dollars. So go to DraftKings Sportsbook, whether it's on your computer or your phone. Download it using that code d n v r you must be 21 or older colorado only bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match each up to 500 bucks deposit bonus requires 25 times play through request restrictions apply See draftkings.com sportsbook for details and if you have a gambling problem please call 1-800-522-4700 i want to extend our thanks again to both kyle's and to zach wilson uh, who was extraordinarily gracious with his time on you know a night where everybody in the in the front office and on the minor league side especially has a lot going on and a lot to do and you know while he may not be the guy who's in charge of the draft room his his responsibilities definitely grow once these guys come into the system uh, obviously uh, you know he needs to be a part of those conversations and and his input in those rooms is uh, incredibly important, and so um, I thought his input in our room was also, uh, if not incredibly important, at least incredibly informative. And and we 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 really do appreciate him and the Rockies. Even uh, you know uh, a lot, not a lot of teams would do that. Would would even be open to the idea of allowing somebody like that to come on to a show like ours in the middle of a uh, of the draft. So. Major, major shouts to Zach Wilson for that one. Remind everybody to keep drinking Breck brew. I had more than my share fair share. Apparently still having a little bit of the share fare of it uh, here in the following days down at the DNVR bar last night. Uh, if you head down there, you can get yourself some member stuff. Uh, if you're not in the area uh, or you're not feeling still super comfortable about going out and being about, have it delivered to you from Davidson's. Uh, those guys are absolutely awesome, and uh, they will deliver that 15-can sampler of the Mile High Copper Lager straight to your door. Do remember that helping out all of our sponsors goes a long, long way toward you know helping us through this time uh, when we haven't had baseball to cover in nine months. And who knows? I really have no idea when the next baseball game I'm, I'm going to get out to cover uh, will be. But if you're if you're drinking your Breck brew and you're you're ordering from Davidson's, you're placing a couple bets here and there on DraftKings, playing WGT, drinking Strava, doing all that stuff, then, then you're helping me through it personally. You are personally helping me through this time of having no idea uh, when baseball will come back. But this, this draft stuff has been great. Be on the lookout for more of it. We've got uh, interviews with Philip Deal and Sam Hilliard. I'm going to see if I can save the Ryan McMahon interview. It got... Uh, he was having some some disconnect issues. We caught, I would say, fifty to sixty percent of what uh, RyMac had to say to us, but I still felt like there was some good stuff in there. So we'll see if I can cut it together in a way that it makes sense and isn't just totally disjointing to listen to. Otherwise, I might just have to save the the deal. and, and Hilliard ones. We'll get those out there for you and a few other uh, pieces of conversation, including our live reaction to and breakdown of the Drew Romo pick, which was uh, sort of the most intriguing. It it was, it's hard to say. It was intriguing that Zach Veen fell to them. Absolutely. Um, It was surprising, but them taking him was relatively non-controversial with him still on the board. Uh, You can argue they should have taken a pitcher for sure. and, And we'll keep having those debates, but it's just, it's hard to argue against taking the guy who was considered the best all-around position player in the draft. Um, it just, you know, a little bit more raw than some of these other players. But the Drew Romo pick, there's much, much more debate to be had about taking a catcher at all, taking a second high schooler, about taking a high school catcher, <laughs> all the way those things kind of uh, jump on top of each other. So we'll have more of that on your way, as well as another live show coming up on day two of the draft that'll be kicking off at 5.30 Mountain Time, running till who knows, uh, as we break down the rest of it with even more special guests and hopefully some pitching (laughs) to talk about. So in the meantime, make sure you're subscribed to the DNVR.com so you don't miss out on any of the articles we're writing about these guys, what they're going to do to change up the system, uh, how they're going to impact the prospect rankings, all of that stuff we'll have for you. Stay with us on all the social media if it is within your means, after doing all the things I asked you earlier, after you've bought Strava Craft Coffee and, and Breck Brew and placed a couple of bets on DraftKings Sportsbook, then get yourself a t-shirt or a hat or a mask from the DNVR merch store. We've got, uh, you know, be safe out there and also represent your city. Those masks are super cool. I've got myself one of them. Uh, very proud to wear it around town. So thank you all so much. Continuing to be absolutely awesome out there. I, of course, will continue to be absolutely Drew Creaseman in here. And until next time, I will see you at the ballpark.